Good morning, it's 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Hartford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Hartford County and beyond. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith with the Hartford County Public Library, and I'm here with Bob Mumby. The Hartford Edge is brought to you each week by your Hartford County Public Library. Today we'll be speaking with Erica Quisenberry Sturgill, Director of Economic Development for the City of Habit Grace. Good morning, Bob Mumby. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. I am not cold anymore, and I've stopped wearing a jacket. So. <laughs> you are putting your foot down That's to this nonsense. That's a paradox. <laughs> I'll keep you all in the dark on that one. Um, welcome, Erica. We can't wait to talk to you about the... Um, you seem to be at the nexus of many, many interesting, exciting things. <laughs> and They say sometimes someone's just lucky enough to be a spectator to things, but sometimes... You create those things. Mm -hmm. Like, what did um, Jack Nicholson say in The Departed? People say I'm a product of my environment. I'd like to think that uh, my environment's a product of me. Ah! <laughs> Do you feel that way, Erica? That needs to be on a T-shirt. It that, does. That really does. It does. Okay. Maybe um, a sampler. I'm not there sure. There you go. Okay. Uh, courtesy. We have a courtesy project where, while we're admitting, we admit that we're not perfect. Other people really annoy us sometimes. <laughs> Cover your, coughs. Bob, not Cover your coughs. I just did. No, no, not you. <laughs> oh. Generic. <laughs> yes, You're behind totally me on a bank agree. line. I don't know. And and don't do it. Even if you're covering it, if I feel that cough right behind my <laughs> neck, I'm still going to get skeeved out by right. it. Right. So. And you're sick. Yep. Yep. And yep. does everyone know the new thing you're supposed to cough into? Your elbow. Like yeah. Dracula cough, it's called, where you I cough into the new. inside of your sleeve. It's not new? No. I've okay. been doing that forever. How about you? Like some, you're walking into a meeting, someone yeah. will, will sneeze in their hands, and then they'll put their... <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> I, I actually had, when my dad was uh, was in a nursing home, I had a nurse say to me to cough into your extended armpit, and it took me a while to figure out she meant cough into your elbow. I was like, really? Yeah. The extended armpit just well, takes it to a whole other level I didn't need to go to. <laughs> well, I, so the Dracula, I heard someone call it the Dracula cough. And... <laughs> okay, and while we're on it, when was the last time you were at the movies? Oh my gosh. It's been months. But I would like to go this weekend on Sunday. Probably about uh, two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, or last time we saw the um, Lady Gaga one. Oh, A Star is Born. Star is Born. Was it good? Story is the story, but you can't take your eyes off her. She's yeah. just uh, absolutely uh, amazing. Um so, I would beg to differ. I couldn't take my eyes off him. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry. Well, you couldn't take Whether your ears, your ears off not. her. There you go. <laughs> tomato, tomato. I know. That's true. No, I haven't seen that one yet. Well, and you're at the movies. And you're eating a bag of Twizzlers. Okay. Take them all out of the bag, or at least five of them out of the bag. Don't wrinkle, rip wrinkle. them while they're in the bag. Yeah. One at a time. Right behind my Through head. the whole entire movie. And oh. here's another memo. Milk duds. Mm -hmm. Is it, there's always one or two that got melted yep. a little and then refused itself to the bottom of the yep, box. that's true. Open the other side and take it out. <laughs> Don't smack it on your thigh <laughs> ten times during a, you know, a critical, quiet part of the movie. 
And it only happens during the critical part. I mean, it's right. not like mm -hmm. in the center of, you know, saving Private Ryan and we've got the artillery scene. Right. Yeah. It's always yeah. in the quiet, sentimental moment. Oh, yeah. It's like, Luke, I'm your father. <laughs> bang, 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 you know. <laughs> Luke, I'm your bang, 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 you have to realize that everyone behind you, they just see, like, this Whoa. close encounter of the third kind <laughs> brightness coming at them. That is, is this true. too hard? Is that really no, hard? Is, is this people editing. ignorant, or, or do they not care? Or is it passive-aggressive? I think that people are just in a shell, in a bubble, yeah, and they are just concerned about what's good for them at that moment, and they're not even concerned with what is happening around them. Okay. The bubble used to be transparent. Now I think it's opaque. Mm -hmm. you know, okay. They can't, they can't, uh, can't look beyond it. It's just my own little world, and, you know, if I invite you into it, I'm not And I know people are seat. listening right now who are going, oh, I hate that, and they're the ones that are doing it. Like, <laughs> right. they don't even right. see that it's them. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. And um, part of it, I think, is um, younger generations are not as steeped in interpersonal communication and interaction and common courtesy because they're so wired. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, like one of the tweets I was going to read later is okay. uh, from one of our friends. I've never been in a forest or hiked, but once um, I lost power on my cell phone and I looked up and saw a tree. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That sadly is probably very accurate. Okay. Let's do some trivia. I have an excellent partner. You do. Today. And I was actually looking these over last night, and there's some history in here. Bum ba da da. Bum ba da ba. Totally unintentional, but very appropriate for today. All right, guys. Who was the captain of the Mayflower when it took the Pilgrims to New England in 1620? Was that um? 1620. John Olden or John? John Alden was the one with a good. Winthrop was the governor of Massachusetts, then Bradford. Alden was the thousand and one descendants. Yeah, Jones. I have Jones. Jones. Christopher oh. Jones. Oh my gosh. I never would have gotten that. I had I never five. heard that did name. Did I get you? Did <laughs> good job. Thank I you, Mrs. Kelly. I know. That, was, that was fourth grade at the Bel Air Elementary School. There you go. <laughs> Do you know the um? At Yale, they just um, uh, put a stone in front. There was a, a painting of a, a Puritan and a, a Native American. And Native American had a bow and arrow. They were shaking hands, and the Puritan had one of his long guns. And they etched out the gun. Oh, but at, left the bow and arrow? Yeah. Really? At some university. I think it was at Yale. And then they people got upset, so then they just removed the, the whole the whole uh, <laughs> <Of course>. <laughs> painting. <laughs> oh my goodness! And yet goodness. they don't get upset at the thought that a boat aimed for a rock as opposed to a shoreline. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I <digress>. Exactly. <laughs> it was silly even back then. Yeah, like balloon needle. <laughs> we were going to balloon needle. <laughs> we're taking our balloon to, to the needle anyway. All right. Who holds the record for the most home runs in a single Major League Baseball season? Asterisk or non-asterisk? What do you mean? Barry Bonds did yeah. it completely juiced up on steroids. Oh, well, yeah. He, that's the answer. 
Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, and then Mark McGuire also did it completely juiced up on steroids. Okay. So Roger Maris is your. It had sixty one in nineteen sixty one. Okay, well Barry Bonds juiced up seventy three home runs in two thousand and one. <laughs> yeah. He's in the history books, the if, trivia books, I should say. <laughs> if you look at his head, it's twice the size of when he was a rookie. That <laughs> is really interesting. I do look, even at modern-day players today, of what they look like now versus what they look like when they played some of the retired players. Now, Mickey Mantle showed up hungover half the time. <laughs> is that better? Is that worse? <laughs> I still say Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle. That was baseball. <laughs> All righty. All right. What popular Disney movie set is set near Salem, Massachusetts in ni- in the years 1693 and 1993? Let me reread that since I gooped it up a little bit. What popular Disney movie is set near Salem, Massachusetts in the years 1693 and 1993? It's not an animated movie. Um, thinking Bette Midler. I don't even know if that's the Disney, Witches of Eastwick. Um, along those lines, but not that movie. Halloween oriented. Yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking the one with the with Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker mm-hmm. and I can't remember Kathy Najimy. Oh, Death Becomes Her. Wasn't that it? No, that one's with um, Meryl Streep. Mm. Yeah, I know the one you mean. I can't think of the name of it. Yeah. Huh? Was it a? I think it ended up being a series. Oh, um, I'm not not not. And it's a magical term. And it rhymes. It's oh, words. Hocus Pocus? Yes, sir. Hocus that's, Pocus. The one. that's the one. Yeah. With Midler and, yeah. There we go. Yeah. I can tell you the entire <laughs> cast, but not the name of the movie. <laughs> I'm going to give you half a point for that one, Erica. We'll take it. We will take it. Oh, my Actually, goodness. full point. Huh? Yeah. Full point. We'll give you a full point. That was weird. I'm picturing all of them in that stupid makeup job that Bette Midler had done during that movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have no idea what the movie Now you know. Like so when you're on Jeopardy, yeah, you'll ah. know. Excellent. So we'll take full credit for that. Thank all you right, very much. All right. You guys are on a roll. Who was the King of Britain during the American Revolutionary War? George. The Madness. George. The Mad King George. That's correct. George III. That's correct. The expression oy vey comes from what language? Yiddish. Correct. I was just going to say morning. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting very verklempt. (laughs) Who is that? Uh, Mike Myers? Linda Rothman, her name is? Linda Rothman. It's like butter. Butter. Like butter. She loved Barbara Streisand. That was awesome. I love that skit. Never got old. No. Post. Grape nuts. No grapes, no nuts. Discuss. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Which U.S. president issued the Emancipation Proclamation? Honest Abe. 16. You got it. Honest Abe. 63? 16. Oh. All right. Eddie Murphy's first major motion picture role was in what movie released in 1982, co-starring Nick Nolte? Nick Nolte Trading Places Yeah, yeah. Is it? 48 hours That's correct 48 hours huh? <laughs> I can tell with the word you were forming Bob 
That was not, wasn't formulaic. The, the buddy cop, the slobby buddy cop. Seriously, the, you know, no formula there. Although, have you ever seen Midnight Run with Charles Grodin and Robert De Niro? I'm Write sure it down. I have, but... It is a, so good, and for some reason, it doesn't. You know, doesn't make the trivia it, list. That is doesn't no. end up on a lot of people's list, but Grodin and De Niro together are so good. It's really great. What year? I mean, about, about 85-ish. So they were kind of all Midnight Run. Hmm. All right, writing it down. Because sometimes I need a little something on Netflix when you can't decide what to watch. Midnight Run. Okay. Midnight Run. All right. What comic strip's final panel depicts Blondie. a boy and a tiger sledding away? <clears throat> a boy and a tiger sledding Is away. Is that Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. one of my son's favorites. One. Yeah, we <clears throat> talked about this last week on the show, I think. Okay. What city is most commonly referred to as the City of Light? Hmm. It's not far from La Havre in France, which ah. happens to be a name <laughs> that inspires Havre Gray, which I know a little <laughs> something about. But I'm going to go with Paris. There you go. <laughs> there you go. For Paris to block. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is the color of underdog's cape? Red. Nope. Blue. Correct. There's red on it. I think the U is outlined in red. Underdog. It's blue. Underdog. Simon Bar Sinister. Was he the evil guy in that? Or was that in uh, Felix the Cat? Boy, I don't know. Yeah. I did like underdog though growing up. Good job, you guys. That's you got a ball. Said it was like black. Wasn't it a black and white cartoon? I'm like, oh, it's getting esoteric now. <laughs> well, and were they We're not that deep here <laughs> at WAMD, uh, the corporate <laughs> edge. But I appreciate what you're bringing to the table. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to do just a little bit of history because uh, Erica is here. Uh, we'll make it a little bit of a question thing. 1910. Uh woman named Ramande de la Roche. What is she famous for being the first? Of? 1910. French woman, Ramande de la Roche. I've got nothing. I got nothing, she was too. A, she was a French aviatrix. Oh. First woman to fly solo, 1910. Mm. Wow. Um... Aspirin. Give me a best Coleman. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm not not that official on on the French French aviation. Well, you got to give anything that, that you know that these women were do. Like you mentioned, um, we were talking about the African American history mm -hmm. of Harford County. I mean, you can't even imagine what it was like to be able to to deal with those barriers. Oh, Not only God. the barriers of flying an incredibly dangerous machine that was just invented, but um, how she probably had to surreptitiously train, or maybe yep. she had. Yep. Um, it was not easy, I guarantee you that. Now, 1899, <laughs> 11 years before that, um, acetyl salicylic acid was first isolated by a German chemist. Um, and today it is sold worldwide. Um, what is that? Can you say it again? Slow. Acetyl salicylic acid. 
now sold Alex by Bayer worldwide. Um, like Pepto-Bismol? Aspirin. Aw. And Georgia O'Keeffe. <laughs> she died, God bless her, on 19, in 1986. <clears throat> wow. And she was, she was uh, over, she was, she was up there. painting while she was over 100, I believe. Yep. Yes, she was. Okay. And Ferdinand von Zeppelin died on 1917, who invented the band Led Zeppelin. Oh, my goodness. Did you know that? I did not. <laughs> okay. We'll just do a little quick history. news. Uh, we have to talk about this on the news. <clears throat> and we'll make it more of a discussion. Uh, Keith Smith. Oh, this is so disgusting. His, is this astounding and devastating? Yes, it, and is. it is all of those things. The first story was all of those things. And then this is... All of those things times a hundred. Like I sometimes pride myself on saying that person they they're lying. Like when the husband the wife suddenly disappears right. and the husband is faking right. tears. Right. I didn't see this. Did not Did you? see it coming. No. no, no. Immediately saw the the effects of the story uh, that was developed. I was actually volunteering at um, at a homeless facility. We were we were. Uh, giving food out and people who were scheduled to show up didn't show up because they didn't want to be around people that were frightening because a panhandler had had murdered a woman in baltimore right and and i was actually scheduled at a facility in in baltimore city mm -hmm. so there was you know geographically a concern by some of the volunteers but it was it was an instant knee-jerk reaction absolutely and uh, you know here's people who who needed the care and support and mm -hmm. concern and compassion the most mm -hmm. and um, that was re denied them because yep. of a lie that was convenient to someone else to do a horrendous deed. Oh my gosh, I just that poor woman, I just can't imagine But that. what is a sociopath or psychopath <laughs> yeah. this, this guy has to be? Mm -hmm. And his daughter <laughs> He um, actually in his petition to become the executor of her estate one of the questions is, says, by, t by signing this petition, you also confirm that you're mentally competent and not a disqualified person because of feloniously and intentionally killing, conspiring to kill, or procuring the killing of the decedent. And he signed it? Yeah. Did he get her estate? Um, I, I know the house was not in her, his, it was in her name, not his name, so I know he didn't get the house. I just wondered what motivated it. I didn't hadn't heard that part of it, but there was. And thank goodness, yeah, the, his yeah. her brother yeah. questioned it from day one, yeah, and kept pushing and pushing and pushing. Uh, yeah, I and I, I it feels like from reading a detective, the detectives Had were on to it, uh, because, and if you're ever going to commit a crime, mm -hmm. they, they checked the public cameras for that area mm -hmm. and there was like 18 public cameras okay. um, and his car was never seen during that time in those on those blocks and the, from his cell phone they had him 
driving somewhere else, and then he said, oh, yeah, I got lost. I didn't want to admit it. Oh, uh, my goodness. So, anyway. Yeah, in today's just, day and age with technology, like, yeah. you got to know that yeah. there's yeah. going to be a camera or tracking your cell phone or something. And a little more, uh, uh, some good news. We always like to do good news. Uh, you know the Jones family. Actually, they live in Haver de Grace, uh, Brianna Jones and Stephanie yes. Jones and her two brothers. They play both uh, or play basketball for Aberdeen, except the youngest boy. He's uh, at a prep school. And Brianna Jones is one of the best, maybe the best player to come out of Hartford County. Horrible injury. Huge star at University of Maryland. Her mm -hmm. little sister, Stephanie, follow her now. She's a senior. Same injury and came through it. It's about to break scoring records, even though she missed almost all of her freshman year um, with this horrible ACL tear. So, great family, great athletes. They start the uh, Big Ten tournament today at noon. So, good University luck. of Maryland. Good luck, good luck. And I um, just wanted to make that. And also, have it a great summer breeze, the, mm -hmm. the boat. The MV Summer Breeze. Um Seals and Cross, right? <laughs> yes. I did a synchronized swim routine to that song. <laughs> Summer breeze. And you thought the trivia had ended. Oh, I know. Well, I'm no. telling you. I love synchronized it's swimming. It's never over. <laughs> anyway, they're uh, they're making um, uh, they're going to be back this year. Um, uh, new pier. New pier. They're they're actually making some serious repairs at the foot of Congress. Uh, in Havita Grace, where our uh, big tent is for our farmer's market every Saturday. So the pier that's right past that, where we also have one of our little free libraries, uh, they're going to make some repairs to that, make it uh, easier access for folks to get onto it. Uh, I believe it's 49 passengers can be on at any given time. Uh, they do have a um, full bar aboard. They allow you to come on and do... Uh, even a crab feast while you're floating, going around oh, the, the Chesapeake Bay. It's it's great fun, little pontoon uh, vessel. Uh, the guys who operate it um, are, are just outstanding. They can sit there and it, it's kind of cool when you're a local history nut mm -hmm. and you get on a vessel and you're and you're going out with them and saying oh well that looks really great over there and they give you this long dissertation of well this was the perry point mansion and you know oh, start good. giving you all of these stories just it's it's kind Love of in that. their wheelhouse yeah it's, it's very cool that's great and we'll great talk, group of folks and we'll talk about that more uh when we're talking about mm -hmm. uh, uh habit of grace and its history and its economic development and all the great things going on there I, no, uh, we're involved in some things, uh, transactions in Haver of Grace, and it's a true pleasure. Um, it's a great team, and um, everyone should follow that model uh, of collaboration and uh, out-of-the-box thinking and just focusing on getting their mission accomplished. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. All right, folks, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Erica Quisenberry Sturgill, Director of Economic Development for the City of Hatford de Grace. The Hartford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members aged 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. 
The Innovation Labs technology includes the MakerBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D creation software including MakerBot and PrinterBot, professional green screen with studio light box, and both Apple and Windows computers. All to help create your electronic video, audio, publishing, and 3D design projects. For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. The Harford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members aged 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MakerBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D creation software including MakerBot and PrinterBot, professional green screen with studio light box, and both Apple and Windows computers. All to help create your electronic video, audio, publishing, and 3D design projects. For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. Welcome back. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith from the Hartford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby, and this is the Hartford Edge. We're delighted today to have Erica Quisenberry Sturgill, Director of Economic Development for the City of Habitat Grace, in the studio with us. Erica is a lifelong Hartford Countyan who graduated from Hartford Tech back when it was called, still called Hartford Votech. Though her first job was as a rodeo trick rider and barrel racer, in her professional career. Wasn't everybody's first <laughs> job that? <laughs> I said that without giggling, but I, I'm impressed. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, in her professional career, she has always worked in some capacity with communications as a news reporter, a grant writer, or in the promotion of the city of Habit of Grace and the businesses who make the city home. Her family has been in the Falston area since 1884 when her grandfather Livingston arrived from Ireland and she has traced her Quisenberry lineage which came to Falston in 1924 to the name's or origination in Austria in the 1300s. Wow, that's impressive. Her husband's family is even more well connected to Maryland in that his maternal line traces directly back to his many times great-grandfather, Royal Governor Samuel Ogle. Ogle. <clears throat> she has two sons, Corey and Tyler, and they have blessed her with two perfect grandchildren, six-month-old Myla and five-month-old Miles. She has published three local history books with 100% of all proceeds to benefit the local nonprofits. She is very excited to be teaching Harford County History for the Harford <clears throat> County Leadership Class of 2019. Welcome, Erica, and thank you so much for coming in today. Well, thank you so much for having me, since you're a classmate of mine from Harford Leadership 2018. Oh, those were the days. We those had such a days. good time. We had a great class. Yeah, we, did. we had the best class. We, did. we truly. Yeah, I, I, people have said I should try that. Um, you should try it, Bob. It's, I, I, it, because... There's a lot of things that we think we know mm -hmm. that we don't really. And I'm sure there are a lot of things in that that come across. Um, normally we start by saying, well, who are you? Where did you come from? And <laughs> very rarely do we have someone who 
has all the answers <laughs> oh to God. that. So that's it, folks. Have a great Thank weekend. Thank you. It was a wonderful interview. <laughs> Especially back to the 1300s. We've never had that before. Yes. So um, you born and raised in Habitat Grace? Uh, actually, I'm in Falston, in Harford County. Okay. Um, so um, I was brought up in the same house that my uh, dad was born in 85 years ago. And um, so uh, we, we've been there just just a while. Um, mm -hmm. And um, you know, went to Harford Tech, worked in Habitat Grace. I, I guess I started working in Habitat Grace first in, uh, in 1989. Um, and, and I was working for a different radio station there uh, at that point and then continued on working in Baltimore, et cetera. So I've always um, kind of stayed in the area. But uh, Harford County girl, it's in my okay. blood. And we, uh, tell us about the, uh, the riding. Yeah, we have to. The, the uh, first job. Yeah. <laughs> the first job. Yeah, it's, it's a good conversation starter. It's like my elevator speech. What was mm -hmm. your first job? Oh, I was a rodeo trick rider and barrel raiser. Come again? Um, <laughs> yeah. um, when I was very young, I, I went through, I think all little girls went through this period of we loved the color orange and horses. And I, I went through both at the same time. Um, and my parents were very supportive of allowing me to take lessons and learn to ride. And uh, my dad, for a period of time, worked for a company called Sire Power and traveled all around the state of Maryland breeding cows for dairy farms. Okay. And so at the he would take me oh, with him. Sire and then, Power. I get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very clever. And uh, so I would go to all of these different farms, and I started uh, riding different horses. And uh, eventually I decided, you know what? That horse over there, super gorgeous horse. Mm -hmm. Got to ride the horse. Did not know horse was not broken. Um, I was about six years old. And... Um, I, I, I learned I was fearless. <laughs> wow, so you got on a horse. <laughs> I got on a horse that broken. should not have been gotten upon. And um, that's how I that's, that's how I look whenever I get on a horse. <laughs> not just the unbroken ones. Even on a merry-go-round, right, Bob? <laughs> uh, but I was quite lucky. The uh, the farmer uh, saw me, and uh, his wife saw what I was doing, and after they got done laughing, um, decided, you know what, you really you should continue forward in this so they started giving me lessons and um, uh, I learned first the the barrel racing and then um, you start to learn to do you know just little things for the heck of it standing up in the saddle while you're going around and you know um, hideaways off the side of the horse and whatnot and found a small um, camp and ranch out in uh, Carroll County called River Valley Ranch and went out oh, wow. there and um, during the summer months, would go out there and, and have a great deal of fun. I bet. So you went for the whole summer? Went for the whole summer, worked wow. there, and uh, every Saturday there was a rodeo, and there were trail rides during the week for the campers and the kids. And um, so, so it was interesting. I, and when I say first job, I was 12. So from the time I was 12 until I was about 14, I worked out there wow. every summer. How, how do you... Um... I can't imagine leaning into that barrel turn the first time because you're almost elbows on the ground. Mm -hmm. you, that's that's got to be. At first, there's the the fearful. I, I think I was too young and stupid to worry about falling off at that point. Um, I just wanted to to do it fast to really get around that corner. Um, the first couple of times you hit the barrel, um, you, you learn it's not a joke. 
<laughs> wow. It was, and it's it, not a pillow. It's not a pillow. Um, and but but it was a great deal of fun. It was a great experience. And um, you know, like I said, I have I've got a great elevator speech when I'm first meeting people about you know, oh, what was your first job? What was your first career path? Well, <laughs> let wow. me tell you, it didn't, and it doesn't translate into absolutely anything that I did following it. But the uh, fearlessness, uh, fearlessness, perhaps. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that could work. But it was, it was definitely interesting. And, and what I like about it is um, one of my pet peeves is people who are not interested in anything you have to say, they just want to figure out a way to steer the conversation to themselves. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to do when they can't say like, yeah, well, I was a barrel racer. <laughs> they're, they're, they're sort of stuck with, right. well, my milkman's cousin's son said he attended a barrel race <laughs> right, once, right. you know. Or but anyway, <clears throat> I was a paper boy, you know, which is an admirable first job. But that's right. I poco to roll out the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love the barrel jumping on my world of sports. But uh, Havre de Grace, um, you're the director of economic development. I am. I'm quite proud of that fact. I love um, my city. And it's uh, as you should uh, justifiably should be uh, proud. Um, tell us about first. Um, Habit of Grace and some of your initiatives uh, on the economic development side. Some good, also some great news, which is always coming out of Habit of Grace. Well, uh, with <clears throat> Habit of Grace, I mean, there's always a ton going on. I started working for Habit of Grace in economic development in 2015. Um, and I think one of the things people don't realize, because a lot of people come to Habit of Grace and immediately go to our downtown area. You go to Washington Street and St. John Street. Yeah. You go to the restaurants. You go to the shops. Um, you go out to the promenade. Uh, you walk the promenade and enjoy that. Go to Bomboy's. Eat mm -hmm. some more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my routine. Yeah, you enjoy the waterfront. Chocolate you can visit the graham museums. Crackers. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and you enjoy all those things. But uh, you don't necessarily notice some of the larger companies that are there or the different companies are there. When I first came in in uh, 2015, there were two uh, companies that were identified as uh, being active with military contracts or defense contractors. Uh, now we're will be welcoming this summer our 14th wow. um, into Habit of Grace. And that's, that's a pretty good, uh, good clip of companies coming in and locating um, in Habit of Grace. And then we have what I consider some legacy businesses that are, it's, it's exciting to have them. It's always exciting when you're in economic development mm -hmm. and you're new business and there's a grand opening mm -hmm. and a ribbon cutting. But, um, you know, Last year, I was able to do a 50th anniversary with uh, Timely Products, which is a really great company that does um, bakery items. They send out uh, leavening products, et cetera, to oh, some wow. of our, our big... Like, they, they work with Entenmann's and H&S Bakery, and they're right there in, in Habit of Grace. I did not know. But then we also okay. have um, what I consider a significant legacy company in uh, Dunlop Performance Footwear. It was located in Habit of Grace off Clark Road. Excuse me. <laughs> and with Dunlop, they have uh, employees who transferred over and some patents that transferred over from a significant Harford County legacy business with Beta Shoe Company. Oh, okay. So that still wow. continues through the work that they're doing uh, in Habit of Grace and J.M. Smucker's located there. And uh, so, so we've got some really great companies, Acer, um, that located in Habit of Grace, yeah. and they design some of the coolest... They do display pieces you're ever going to see at any event center. 
Um, Mark Crane and uh, and and um, his team. Yeah, one hundred seventy-five thousand square feet, and they have. There's a good chance if you've seen an amazing two-level mm -hmm. exhibit somewhere yep. that, that they're Anywhere, behind it. Yeah. Yep. And, and the latest one that I saw they did was for uh, Sagamore d Distillery, and it's kind of fascinating because they have all this tech in it, and then uh -huh. they've got this kind of reclaimed wood look that's kind of hot right now, and then they've got you know, what, for all intents and purposes, looks like a very interesting episode of Moonshiners with the, ah! <laughs> the copper-looking still and whatnot yeah, in the back of it. Yeah. So it was, it was very creative what they did. And then this year we're going to be celebrating uh, a legacy business from downtown, which is Lions Pharmacy. It's located right on St. John. And, you know, here's a pharmacy, here's a storefront retail operation, mm -hmm. which probably has some of the best Habit of Grace items you're ever going to find. It's, okay. it's a great resource for all of that. 125 years. Oh, my goodness. In business in Habit of Grace. That's just... Family-owned? Like, Family-owned wow. business. That's um, impressive. Started, and, and really, they're within one block of where they started. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's... You don't get a chance to say that very often mm -hmm. um, when you work in, in economic development mm -hmm. helping businesses mm -hmm. grow. Oh, so no. When you think about challenges that family-owned businesses, oh, especially yes. in pharmacy, mm. yeah. have faced over the past 25 years, uh, it's, it's really a tribute. It's a tribute to the community, too, mm -hmm. yeah. because a lot of times uh, it's easy to not patronize these because of the convenience or mm -hmm. prices of, of other locations, mm -hmm. but if you know, there's a lot to be said for the relationship and knowing that who you're buying things from, etc. Mm -hmm. So that's great. Absolutely. And uh, let's go back to Haver de Grace. Mm -hmm. um, 235 years old. Correct. Um, originally, uh, I, I'm still trying to get through C. Milton Wright's book, which is a slow read. Uh, th there are people who started it when it first came out. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be a critic or a cynic. <laughs> but um, I'm also reading... Uh, Coach Slutsky, who you know is yes. a huge history buff, especially for uh, Native Americana, and and he lent me the John Smith book, the Second Voyage of John Smith, mm -hmm. which which and Haver de Grace and the Top of the Bay figure into it in a lot of ways. But um, Haver de Grace was originally well, it was a, a, a I guess a, a trading nexus because of its location or. Well, originally it was, um, <clears throat> for all intents and purposes, a plantation. Um, you, you had it originally as um, Harmer's Town under Godfrey Harmer. It became Stockett's Plantation with Thomas Stockett. Um, Thomas Stockett was a royalist um, who basically lost everything to the Puritans, comes over from England, purchases a large parcel of land, and it becomes Stockett's Plantation. And the only reason we have the background on that is he brings over an indentured servant from okay. England uh, whose name is George Alsop, not Aesop, like Aesop's fables, but Alsop. Mm -hmm. And good old George, is he was a pretty highfalutin mm -hmm. servant, you know, wow. for someone who didn't pay their own passage. He, he nonetheless uh, wrote a great deal, wrote about his experiences, became sick before his indenture was up, ends up going back to England, takes his journals with him and publishes them. And many historians kind of consider that to be the first real treatise on Maryland and public relations oh, piece. Wow. 
Um, so he writes a great deal about it, and he writes extensively about Stockett's plantation, which eventually becomes Habit of Grace. Wow. Hmm. I think a marine Alsop. I wonder if they're related. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Thinking uh, BSO. So in a little, I I want to get get on to the the present day, but um, but my other thing that fascinated me because of uh, the water levels at the top of the bay and the damming and, um, and I guess the transience of a lot of the tribes and um, mm-hmm. um, at the time they say that there is hundreds of locations and relics that could be within a few feet of us uh, anywhere, either buried or just under the shore, uh, the floor of the bay. Is that? Uh... It's, it's, it's very likely that all throughout the basin of the Susquehanna River that you're going to find quite a bit. Um, there were a couple studies that were done in the area of Cecil County, a, a former village. It was called Rollinsville big mill village and uh, not only did they find a lot of uh, Native American projectile points uh, but they also found pottery shards and they found skeletal remains uh, which were probably from a midden area um, that kind of go along with the history that we know about the Susquehannock like Captain John Smith in his his diaries when he's writing um, writes about the Susquehannock as being like unto giants to the English wearing a wolf's head about his neck on a chain and um, he carried a pipe with a device of a wolf a bird or a skull sufficient to bash in one's brains. That was what Captain John Smith noticed about the wow. pipe that was carried. Um, so he, he talked about them as being these giant people who have voices that sounds like it comes from a vault. And these skeletal remains that are later discovered by the Maryland Archaeological Society were for very tall people, especially when compared to the English at the time. But the the Susquehannock were all throughout that region. It was really a hunting ground for them, but they also, along the flattened area of of the Susquehanna River, created a lot of um, what were called fishing weirs. Um, So they were kind of uh, V-shaped areas where rocks were piled up to catch fish and nets. Um, So they were throughout that area rather extensively, and you'll see their tools. Um, Horseshoe Rock Shelter is uh, kind of in the area of... Uh, going into Chester County, Pennsylvania, from the Rising Sun area in Cecil County. And a huge study was done there, I believe, through the Jefferson Patterson Park Museum. And they found just a trove of of projectile points and whatnot. They really are everywhere throughout the area. Have you been to uh, Bob Chance's house? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, I told them there should be a monthly visitation because uh, it's really a, a museum in so many ways, a natural history, uh, natural museum, and an uh, 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 antiquity museum. Wow. Uh, he has, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, let's talk about Haver de Grace now. Um, first of all, um, tell uh, it, it's, it is a mayor and commission government, correct? Absolutely. And Mayor Martin. And a town of commissioners, and um, where it's located, um, it, it's just it's just a great place to just drive into and walk into. From when you're up on 155 and you yeah. see that 
view of the bay that still surprises me I agree. every time I see it. Yep. To downtown, to Bully Rock, to whatever. Um, so talk about, I found it interesting, you, you seem to be doing a lot with a lot of these incentive programs. Talk about each one so folks can understand if they're interested in uh, moving to Haver to Grace or starting a business or adding to their company. Um, enterprise Zone Tax Credits. Sure. Um, so we're a Marin, Marin Council form of government, so we go, we go by council. We have a council president in David Glenn. Um, but we have a number of, of programs, Enterprise Zone being one, and, and that is an Enterprise Zone tax credit that's for the Greater Habit of Grace, Aberdeen District. So it kind of follows along Route 40. And this is an opportunity that goes over a 10-year span for businesses that qualify within that district. It's what you're investing into the area, into the building or the jobs that you're creating. So what we do is we sit down with a business coming in and we talk to them about what are you going to invest in the building? Do you need to make changes to it? Do you need to expand upon it? Are you going to change equipment that's in mm -hmm. it? And then we look at the number of employees that you're bringing in and we basically do the math with you and find out over the course of a 10-year span of giving you this tax credit from the state as well as from the county and from the city which is going to have the most impact on you over this long run. Uh, it's very similar to um, kind of a buzzword you've heard recently is opportunity zone. Mm -hmm. uh, an opportunity zone, which Habit of Grace has two opportunity zones. Uh, there are 142, I believe, in the state of Maryland. Um, but with the opportunity zone, uh, that one is for your capital gains over a period of 10 years. And if you come in, you make an investment, you can basically take a reduction in your taxes on the capital gains at a 100%, 80% stepping down each year over that 10-year span. What that does is encourages a business owner to come in and instead of building on a green field. Maybe you look at something that is a brown field. There was a former building on it. It's mm -hmm. scraped and raised. I'm going to rebuild here instead mm -hmm. of taking over someone's former cornfield. Mm -hmm. um, or I'm going to take a building that exists, which is especially poignant in Habit of Grace, where you've got existing structures right. that right. you want to see redone. But let's face it, boys and girls, construction costs these days, it's a lot easier to build anew mm -hmm. than to restore. Um, so this gives an incentive for that. It gives uh, kind of a boost to what uh, used to come very naturally to people. Mm -hmm. Redo a building, adapt and reuse. Um, so now it's incentivizing it. And it really does work for attracting and intriguing businesses, but also giving them the reason that makes it economically look sense. Make, make, make sense, rather. Um, you know, I can sit down and talk to folks for, for any length of, of time about why they should come into Habit of Grace, but the bottom line is if it's going to cost you more to be there as opposed to down the street, mm -hmm. you're, you're in business to make money. Mm -hmm. So having those incentives and in other programs is extremely helpful and as a tool in the toolbox. So, you know, as being in the commercial real estate business, mm -hmm. as people are starting to look at where they're going to locate, um, who should their first call to be, to, to you? Uh, regarding Habit of Grace, would that make sense so they could just, you can act as an ombudsperson well, um, in helping them navigate with the benefits, hidden opportunities or cost savings, whatever the case may be? 
How would they go about that? Well, Bob, since you're in commercial real estate, the first call should be to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mary. Sorry, Mary. <laughs> God, you no. read that perfectly. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it helps when people um, contact either someone in economic development Someone in planning and zoning is also a good resource uh, within a local community. I had uh, a fellow call me yesterday, it was kind of interesting, who wants to locate a, uh, a doggy daycare place, which is great. It's awesome. And um, found the spot that he wants to locate and asked me all the great questions. Tell me about this grant program and tell me about facade improvement and, and all these things that we could possibly do. And I said, okay, we're... Where's the address? Where do, where do you want to locate? And I said, well, I can tell you all of these things. Happy to send you the information. I just hit send on my email. Mm -hmm. um, the property that you're looking at is outside of city limits, so none of that applies. <laughs> but, you know, uh, right. you've got some great reading material. So giving us a call, I'm still going to help you and tell you about that property that may be outside of city limits. Um, my interest is within, and that's where I can give you the 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 best information and the best assistance. But um, if you're calling and you're you're in the Habit of Grace area, we're going to answer the phone. We're going to help you out. We're going to try and work with you. When you do contact someone who's um, in planning and zoning or economic development, then we're able to look into the zoning on that specific property and tell you, yes, what you're planning to do there is within the letters of planning and zoning or it's not, or you can file for a special exception, how it would work. I'd rather know that information going in than purchase the property, put earnest money on it, whatever you're planning to do, and find out it's not allowed and you're going to have to go through a special hearing in order to get that done. No one wants that lag time. Um, so really go... Our job is to know our area and our community. Mm -hmm. Let us do that for you. We can be your resource. That makes a lot of sense. And <clears throat> because it's in nobody's interest to go 18 months into a project and then say, oh, well, did you think about this? Uh, well, you know, well, it would have been great if you thought about that and told, told us what we need to be thinking about. Mm -hmm. We don't want you to promise anything to us. But we want to know if we're, if something's a non-starter. Mm -hmm. So that's great. That's really yeah. how it should be done. And hats off uh, for doing that. Uh, how do folks get uh, uh, reach you? One of the easiest ways, since I have that wonderful last name of Quesenberry Sturgill, that's difficult enough to pronounce, impossible to write correctly. My, my email address is just my first name with my initial. So Erica Q, E-R-I-K-A-Q at Habit of Grace md.com okay it's an easy quick way um but you can also easily call me at uh, city hall and um as with all of us i'm always available on on cell which is 443-252-0865 um and that since i get a lot of calls on the cell phone uh it actually goes to three separate phones so that I've got other people that can answer them, oh, too. Oh, good. <laughs> um, Sounds like you're yeah, busy. We try, we try and make it as easy as possible mm -hmm. to, to, to catch us when we're around in the community. <clears throat> but chances are um, you won't catch me in the office as much as you'll see me downtown in Habit of Grace. That's, I always tell um, Mayor Martin, who is extraordinarily supportive of economic development and tourism in the city of Habit of Grace, 
that if I'm sitting in my office, I'm not doing my job. I need to be out and meeting people and talking to people and helping the businesses that are, are downtown. Now, is that the, where is your, is your office in the visitor center? My office is actually in City Hall. Okay. Uh, so I'm at uh, 711 Pennington Avenue. Um, uh, just down Near from the, the library. library. <laughs> <laughs> so we you can go to the visitor center, the library, and the city hall all on the same, that's same right. strip. Yeah, well, that's and right. why do stop and stay on Pennington? You could stop in Amanda's and Vincenti's. There you go. <laughs> I've Shout never out been to able them. to just stop there. I, I go in and I'm like, oh, must have. <laughs> so it's pretty great. We stage our float every year right in front of 7-Eleven Pennington for the 4th of July parade. Excellent. We usually have that same spot. There's a big tree there, so we're always grateful because we, we have just a lot had of kids our, that come out. We just had our Mardi Gras parade. How it was, was that? I was it was cold. Yes, it was. very it was. cold, and it was packed. Good. I was not expecting that. I, I was not expecting that at people all. People love a parade, man. They yeah, love a parade. Was, people were happy. They and, were overjoyed. It was, <clears throat> it was great fun. And you just had uh, the gala. <laughs> for the the Opera House, yes. the Heritage Grace Art Collective, and can I say, talk about the right way to do something? Um, oh, thank you. Your, your folks, uh, I know uh, a lot of people uh, were involved in it, um, uh, and you had the idea, you studied it, you thought about it, you got sponsorship and buy-in. You built it, and it's open. And talk about and it's awesome. It's awesome. I've been <laughs> I've been to about ten shows there already, and it's fantastic. You have great restaurants. Stop in the library, mm-hmm. play around in Schooner Cove there a little you go. bit. <laughs> Schooner um, Cove is great. It is. <laughs> so the Habit of Grace Arts Collective and the Opera House, it's really the model for how communities who want arts an arts initiative and venues and, and an effort because it's not just a building. It's That's never just some a people... building and it's never just the slogan. It's the actual doing. It's yeah. the actual events and the activities and the going and having something for everyone because you might not really be interested in rock music. You might not be interested in choral, choral music, but you're interested in something. And, and having a variety, there's such a variety there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just fascinated. As a matter of fact, when you're asking about, you know, when's the last time you saw a movie, the last one I saw was at the Abbott Grace Opera House. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's my go-to now for, for going to see movies and whatnot. But the Abbott the Grace Opera House, um, cultural center at the Abbott Grace Opera House, 121 North Union Avenue. Uh, great, great place. Um, it's, it's interesting because when I first started working in Abbott Grace, kind of as volunteering with the Main Street program in 2010, 2011, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is when I first started working towards goals for, for the Opera House. And I actually worked in that building when it was, oh it was really kind of, it was not the glory that it is today <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. And um, back then we had all of these hopes, and it, it, it just seemed almost like we were reaching too high. We were going brass ring, but hey, let's let's try. And um, and I, I went uh, and worked another job for a period of time. I came back to Haveri, so I got to be at the tail end of all of those things and more actually coming to fruition, which is, you don't get that a lot um, to, to be part and parcel of it. But 
it's amazing what happened there from the grants through um, Department of Housing and Community Development, Maryland Heritage Area Authority, uh, state bond bills that all kind of combined together and then had these huge fundraisers over this course of time, everything from the masquerade ball and gala um, to having silent auctions. I mean, just anything we could think of raised funds for the Opera House. When we opened in, um, in the summer, we actually had a full week of everything we held at the Opera House was completely free. Just come in, get used to it, right. walk through the door, find out what's Great going idea. on here. And, and people got to go in. And then if you look, when you go into the Opera House, you'll find names on seats where people purchased that seat. Mm -hmm. um, their name is on it, and that raised funds for it as well. We hold exhibits downstairs of local artwork. Uh, and then we have the little black box theater downstairs where we have lectures, we have book signings and, and talks and whatnot. So it's really kind of a little bit of everything for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, and the library partners with a lot of programs over there because we're and right across the street. It's and just it's great. nobody took a salary uh, uh, during this, mm -hmm. and well, I won't say it, but um, uh, like Bill and, and Alan and and the whole team, just focus on it. Um, it's really something this is the best we all for us. We all proud. rise together. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. that's what they came up with, and a lot of people because. I wrote some of the grants, and I did a lot of the grant management for it. Um, and and once in a while, you'd get flack from folks that you should be concentrating on businesses. What is an opera house? And, you know, oh, my gosh, they're going to have concerts. What's that got to do with making my business successful? And uh, the best example I can I give of it is within four weeks of the opera house officially opening, I had a brand-new restaurant that opened about a block and a half away from the opera house. And during his first five weeks, he did a good business. He was new. It was exciting. Is this uh, Gavin and uh, Creole? Yeah. yeah. Creole. And then the opera house opened, and he was turning tables three and four times a night because people were coming in, and they wanted to have dinner, and it was easy to walk down the street. Mm -hmm. And he was... Um, he was just thrilled. He was happy. Um, talking to Margie uh, at, at Coakley's, just down mm -hmm. the street, she's seen an increase pretty much every restaurateur I've spoken to has been not only been able to say, oh, yeah, we're seeing an increase, they're able to give me numbers how many times they're turning tables, having to bring in additional staff. Wow. And it's not just... Rebecca at the at the Opera House and, and Bill Price, and they get that it, it can't just be a weekend event. There's stuff going on during the week. There's concerts and movies and mm -hmm. family events. And you just see people constantly. And they're walking through town, and they're coming to the shops. And the businesses downtown have picked up on it. This, this um, Christmas season, holiday season, we had um, a Christmas story mm -hmm. was being done. And as you went through town, the windows at all of the shops had something. I've never seen so many leg lamps in my entire <laughs> life. Um, but they were all throughout town. Mm -hmm. And I actually think one of our restaurants did the serving a, a whole duck to oh the my table. gosh yeah just <laughs> see that's how it should <laughs> be and to the naysayers if you're trying to get a company to relocate what are the first things they're going to look at because they're looking at convincing their employees mm -hmm. you want to move to this place Quality now life. so they're going to look at schools they're going to look at the other institutions but they're going to 
they're going to focus. Oh, look at this downtown. Look yeah. at this, the arts. Look at the housing. Yep. So it's the multiplier of that. Exactly. That money that was spent uh, is just astronomical. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has to be done right. And, and you folks did it right. We appreciate that. It was and, a, definitely mm-hmm. a labor of love. Yeah. And I would love, uh, there's a lot of people that would love to get behind the effort to do something with the old Haver de Grace High School Auditorium. Beautiful um, facility, yeah, it is. And, and it holds a, I, I believe it's five times, I believe it's five times the number of what the Habit of Grace Opera House. Yeah, and we, we do, Craig Ward and I do concerts and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a few. And to have a large venue like that uh, with people that understand it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people that think they understand the arts and why they want to do it, but you guys really do Oh, we're running out of time. Uh, what else? Uh, what is coming up that we all should know about in Haver de Grace? Oh, gosh. Well, we've got the 100th anniversary of the Haver de Grace American Legion that's coming up. So there's going to be a, a celebration out there. Um, we're going to have a couple grand openings of businesses. I've got uh, Plush Salon, which is opening in the Harbor Shops. That's going to be April 27th. On June 6th, I'm going to have the grand reopening of Kuzma Technical Enterprises. Um, they're going to be moving out onto Revolution Street. Nice. First Friday's coming up in May. Oh, my. If you haven't been to uh, First Friday in Avenue Grace, it's legendary. It is. Um, a wonderful I, night. I believe at this point we have seven musical performers or live bands throughout town that are And you know what? Up. You can hear yourself talk. Yeah. Even though there's seven bands playing. Mm-hmm. We, that's we, not that easy to do. Point. We're yeah. very judicious in the placement. It, really, that's operated through um, Habit of Grace Tourism. Lori Orzawicz and Bonnie Castillo are just hands down amazing um, with what they do with organizing that and, and the placement. Um, you know, a lot of our food trucks from last year have come back. We actually now at this point with, even though we expanded it for the third time last year into <laughs> a whole other street, yes. um, we now have a waiting list for... Wow. participating in, in first Fridays um, so we're in some ways we're actually thinking about doing a rotation to allow people in and out um, it's it's kind of fascinating all of our summer uh, camps and programs are going to be starting up in the near future and of course you're going to have the um, the farmers market that'll that'll kick back in um, vintage cafe uh, this is an interesting story but vintage cafe was uh, closed Mm-hmm. They opened up about two years ago. They closed. They were closed for two days, and they were purchased by a oh new business. Goodness. So they're reopening already. And then uh, on Monday, we received notice that City Playroom, which is an indoor playroom for kids, um, they were they were closing due to um, a concern for the owner. Um, and she posted on Facebook, "Have to close, and these are the reasons. Great business. I love it. And I'm sorry." Uh, two hours later, her business was sold, and there's a new owner, and they've reopened. Oh my so goodness. to have a turnover in two hours yeah. of a business was really exciting. Uh, then we also have a, a new um, bakery that'll be opening at oh, the good. end of uh, Washington Street, oh, where nice. Le Petit Bisseau was. Okay. Um, and this is not only a bakery, they're actually extending to do um, programs with kids, teaching kids how to bake, and oh, then wow. they'll do date night baking. So you go oh, to the opera house. I love it. 
you see a great show, you grab dinner, you'll walk up Washington Street, and she's going to teach you and your date how to do the crust on a creme brulee or whatever. Oh my so gosh, what a great idea. Experiential. And then you can just like go right down Congress Avenue to MV Summer Breeze and sure. go on a cruise. We got it all worked <laughs> out for you. <laughs> you had me at creme brulee. <laughs> Bob's eyes glazed over. <laughs> and, of course, the biggest biggest thing I, I, I forgot to say is, you know, the chocolate bunnies are in. Yes, At they Bombers are. And Promenade Grill will be opening shortly. I've had probably, if I get 100 calls a week, at this point, 50 of them are... When are the boats going in the water and Promenade Grill opening? Oh, my so God. Everybody's first. ready for nice weather and to get down there. So and, ready. Yep. Walk <laughs> so around. Ready. And so we're talking to Erica uh Quesenberry Sturgill. Uh, her number is 443 250 0865. It's Erica Q at HaverdeGraceMD.com. And go to uh, com mm-hmm. and just start looking, and you're probably going to spend uh, three of your next 10 weekends in Grace if you do that. And uh, this is WAMD 970. Uh, the Hartford Edge, and um, let's talk about, speaking of great places in the county, the library, the library. Hartford County Public Library. Well, as many of you know, we are um, just started a construction project with our Abingdon branch. It is closed through August. We are demolishing the windows and the roof and replacing all of that, doing some fresh ups inside. Um, Thanks to the team for getting it all together. Um, Thanks to our customers for their patience and understanding. Um, We will help you at any of our other 10 branches in Harford County. We are ready for you. Um, If you have any questions, you can go to hcplonline.org. We will um, have updates throughout the uh, construction project. This is a really fabulous event, Bob, that you need to put on your calendar. What? What were you going to say? Um, no, I was going to say it's definitely going to be ready for the gala, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, yes. We pinky sweared on it. <laughs> okay. Um, this is a, a an event coming up May 4th that I want everyone to mark their calendar for. It's part of our Choose Civility Initiative, and it's called the Longest Table, Harford County. And it's one day, one table, hundreds of conversations. Um, the wonderful folks at Ripken Stadium, Matt and his team, are hosting this for us. We'll be there um, Saturday, May 4th from 9 to 11 a.m. And this event is truly unique in Harford County. This is the first time we've done it here, but hopefully we can do it every year. Um, it's an event that welcomes residents to sit down and break bread with people they may not know. Um, we want to foster conversations, strengthen and build connections, and share ideas about Harford County. All horrible ideas. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was at Harford Leadership Academy this week, and um, they were talking about different events mm-hmm. going on. This was brought up. Good. And, and the best explanation I heard someone give is, if you come to this with eight of your closest friends, uh-huh. We're very appreciative that you have, and we're going to split you all up. That's right. So that you're with people you don't know, so you leave with 
eight more friends. Yes, yes. And I thought that was just, yes. that was a neat way of saying it. It made me want to buy a ticket. Yeah. So, so like, if you come in I'm with in. eight friends, you each get a different colored wristband. And then if, like, Erica, if you have a yellow one and Bob, you have a blue one, Bob, you'll go to the blue table. Erica, you'll go to the yellow table. And that same thing happens with the other groups that come. So it's open to adults um, and teens, high school students, who are willing to mix and mingle informally with people that they meet that day. We'll have, like, four discussion topics are you from Hereford County? Mm. Um, why did you move here if you're not? Like, just yep. really open-ended. We're not going to um, fix anything by doing this, but what we want to do is really foster the conversations between the, the community here in Hereford County because we are we have amazing people here in Hereford County. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think it's a great idea. I am so excited. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Matt and his team are just... Uh, Matt Slaves, general manager of the Aberdeen Ironbirds. Yep. What a great gem. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. are so focused on the community. Don't believe anything you hear from other places in the county, <laughs> from certain political subdivisions. They're great, and they do great. The political subdivision of Habitat Grace thinks he's pretty awesome. Amen. Good. <laughs> Amen. Well, we are really excited about that event. Tickets go on sale today. They're $17. Um, and that basically covers the cost of the food and all the everything that goes Some into tables, it. Tables, chairs, and Yeah, we're not in it to make money. We just want to offer the opportunity. So mark your calendar, May 4th, 9 to May 11 a.m. It's a Saturday. Um Barry will be there. Mary will be there. Um, we'll have moderators at each table. So it's, well, it's, Mary will, you know, she doesn't have anything on her calendar. I know. She, she just sits <laughs> right. at the desk playing free cell. She'll have time. She is pretty amazing. She I, I, I burn calories just Following looking her at her Facebook, Facebook postings. Now that I'm part of the team, I do as well. Because mm -hmm. she is really all of those things. And leads a great team, um, <clears> recognizes <throat> the team supports the team so that's really very important okay all right quick, so quick are you going to do some quick tweets quick tweets all right um these are men women tweets um um just um about things texting husband this is from our friend okay ellen uh texting husband when will you be home husband from mars I'm about 10 minutes away. <laughs> uh, me, honey, it's really muggy out today. Wife, if I go outside and all our mugs are on the front lawn, I'm leaving you. <laughs> me, sips coffee from bowl. <laughs> That's a sure sign right Text there. Text from wife, where are you? Me, kitchen. Wife, can you feed cat? I mean garage. Can Then bring in the laundry. Me, I mean bathroom. Clean the toilet. Me, I mean Idaho. Get potatoes. <laughs> that is my honey right there. <laughs> I don't know why men go to bars to meet women. They could go go to Target. The female and male ratio was ten to one, and they were already looking for things they don't need. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so true. Let's get married and have kids. So instead of trying a pumpkin beer, you can stop the crying while I go back into the corn maze to find the shoe. <laughs> And the last one, I, I like this one, cashier. I hate being alone. Me, I know. Every morning is a new hell. Cashier. No, usually they schedule a second cashier. <laughs> Me. Yes, that is what I meant also. 
<laughs> Bada bing. Oh, great way to end our show today. All righty. That's all the time we have for the Hartford Edge. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk with you next week. Thank you.